part of BlindsidePods.com. This is a Minifan Show special presentation. Our guest on the Minifan Show, Kirk Minahan. Welcome to a Superfan Roundtable on the week's events in the world of Kirk Minahan. This is the Minifan Show. It was a big day in the week or the career of Kirk Minahan. He is free from Entercom, and Kirk Minahan is our guest. That's right. This is going to be a good one. Uh, we are we are just wrapping up three and a half hours of podcasting. Well, you, uh, yeah, for I me, I only at did least. two and a half hours. As much as I shit on you know the the WEI guys and these talk radio guys, after doing four hours of podcasting, I am exhausted. I I cannot. I I I am. I can't even think. The room is spinning. That could be the crystal meth. Uh, you that, could have conserved your energy when you were just screaming and nobody could get a word in at, at some of our guests. Well, you, the, you could have conserved yourself. None of this is going to make sense because we recorded a different podcast tonight. We actually recorded tonight with uh, with Kirk and with Jermaine Wiggins. Uh, Wiggy, I'm thinking, will release on Monday. And obviously, uh, we had to bump Wiggy for Kirk when uh, when Kirk was our surprise yeah, guest. Yeah, Wiggy you was talk about how this even transpired, getting Kirk on the podcast? Yeah, you said... Uh, do you, do you think we should ask him? Do you, oh, fuck you. you <laughs> that is not him? how I said it. That's not, that's not at all how it went down. That's not even close. Not even close. It's got <laughs> fake news. Completely fake news. Okay, so. so yeah, we're I, finally I, getting. 24 episodes are finally getting real. Yeah. So I, I broached the. I said to DEC, hey, this is probably the best time uh, as ever, as good a time as ever, to ask Kirk on the show. What do you think? And, and I said, sure. Let's right. ask him. And, and so did. I waited. I waited until I had eaten because I felt if we ask Kirk, it could be an opportunity where he says, "Let's just do it now." So I just reached out and said, "Hey, it's a big day for you. It's last minute. Would you be able to come on for five minutes?" And he responded right back saying, "Sure. When did you have in mind?" And I said, "About seven forty-five." He goes, "Well, sooner's rather than later." And I'm like, "Okay." I called MHB and I said, get on now. We're getting them on. And, and we scrambled over to our computers. Uh, we all logged in and we interviewed Kirk. And this was, I mean, this was more of a traditional interview. I mean, I, I can already anticipate people saying that, that, uh, that we gave him a, a tongue bath, I guess. Because, I mean, it's not like this podcast is called The Minifan Show and we're having the guy that the show is na- the namesake for the show on there. So, uh, sorry, sorry, as as uh, as our buddy across the street would say. Kirk was relaxed, and I think he was very real when he is very worked up about people like Bradford mm-hmm. or Callahan. But he kind of really gave his real thoughts on a lot of these people, and, and I think he was very raw and very real and, and there's, relaxed. There's some good stories and nuggets in here, some news that you might not. I mean, there's some stuff that you haven't heard from Kirk before on this podcast is what I would say. So uh, we're excited for you guys to hear this very special. We were saving this one for episode 100, but Things happen. Today uh, is May 22nd, which I na- think now from henceforth will be known as uh, Mindependence Day, Kirk <laughs> Mindependence Day, uh, the day that he is separated from that cesspool of Radio.com and those idiots uh, at Entercom uh, that have just shelved him and stifled him and belittled him when he is somebody that was suffering from depression and suicidal thoughts. And what do they do? They say, 
too bad. Hey, Kirk, here's, hey, Kirk, here's a broom closet. Here's a stupid producer. Go over there and have fun. And guess what? By the way, we have to listen to all your podcasts before they go online. And by the way, we're not going to give you that live show that we promised. So anyway, we're going to get into all of that. The only request that we have is that you listen also listen to Trash Talk because uh, Trash Talk, we did a recap show on this as well uh, with Blind Mike. Yeah, as soon as I was listening to that, I'm like, this this will get some play. Yeah. We so, will have some play on this. So I hope. we do, we, we would we would be uh, remiss to not plug our own other great shows and Trash Talk. We did have a really fun episode uh, prior to Kirk coming on this podcast. This is the first podcast of the night. So when you finish this podcast, give Trash Talk a listen. And on the podcast, I did say don't listen to Trash Talk, but I'm just kidding around. Mike, take your shoelaces off. Take the belt off. It's okay. You can listen to Trash Talk. We need to do a wellness check on Mark Moroso Jr. as well, the, the late Mark Moroso Jr. Uh, Who I, you know, when Mark Moroso Jr. was on, I said he's the outgoing producer, and I was right. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I guess, as the great Kirk Minahan would say, enough about us. Let's get to the show. It was a big day for Kirk Minahan, and I thought this day would never come. With us on the Minifan Show is Kirk Minahan. Kirk, how are you? Uh, hello, guys. How's it going? Uh, yeah, I did read your column. Was it over the weekend? Uh, yes. DC? Fucking wrong. Totally <laughs> wrong. 100% wrong. You underestimated my ability, my shrewd ability to negotiate my way out of a deal and hand over uh, millions of dollars for freedom. You'd never underestimate the, the, the price of freedom. Was that what it took, millions of dollars? No, I mean, no. I mean, listen, uh, the, the, the lawyers were involved and everything's done, and now uh, I'm a free man, free, and I, I just wanted to jump on for a couple minutes. Dude, I, what you guys should do, I was thinking, is like, and, and I, look, what do I know, right? I haven't done this in forever. You should do like a roundtable thing where like Kevin from Bristol calls, <laughs> Steve from Providence, and their phone sounds <laughs> That's shit. a good idea. And, like, it's really awkward, and you could tell you guys have no use for them and then do a show by yourself. I think that's what you guys should do, no? I think that's a good idea, but I, I, it might be played out. I'm not sure how original that would be. Oh, okay. Think about strip it, club reviews. Should we do that? Oh, absolutely no. Listen, the, the irony is I can make fun of this guy all I want, but in a weird way, in a moment of clarity, Steve from Providence, who is a pervert, probably a sex offender, <laughs> gave me like this moment of clarity in the middle of a screaming match where I was able to step away and say, what am I doing here in, with my life in this booth, arguing with this idiot and some shitty uh, booth for some shitty company where I hate everybody? What, what, what am I doing? And Steve's, you know, Steve gave me that and I'll forever be grateful to him. I mean, I'll never speak to him. I would never, you know, give him any money or any, any time off the air, but I am grateful. <laughs> Do you remember so, what specifically he said that made you feel like that? Um, yeah, we kind of, he sort of said, so he said, like, you, you keep bitching, you keep bitching, you keep bitching. Like, you always say, hey, you can do this on your own. You don't need this guy or that guy. Well, what about it? And I thought, you know what? He's right. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I, I'm sitting here like, you know, Moroso, and I, 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 you guys, you know, I like Moroso a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like, there were times where <laughs> Moroso, I would, I would put my headphones in and Moroso would call out to, um, to the guest and like you would always fuck up the simple process of dialing the guest phone number <laughs> oh god and it, it would be like you know i have the thing in and i'd be like mark no nope, you need to dial one no nope, mark there's not 16 <laughs> numbers in this phone call there's no no nope, no nope, no star 69 doesn't work here mark no nope, no nope, oh, crap mark, i'm trying but you know i'm really fucking number dial the number he was so, very clear with us process, that 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 issue was not his fault that he was great behind the board it's kirk's fault he doesn't want me in the studio with him 
Yeah, well, you 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 witnessed it, Mike. Um, Mike, by the way, he's spoken more in this podcast than he did in the podcast I would do with him. By the way, he just has his right? mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> That's bullshit. You and I tag teamed Moroso. That, uh, that was a cur- there was say, some synergy I there. You, you I know that you saw a budding partnership. If you go by the traditional pornographic tag team, I would say that maybe you had like half a finger in. I was, I was, I Bullshit. So uh, you saw a young Kirk Minahan in that studio. So Kirk, there was no Uh, Eiffel Tower action going on. We know that. But let me ask you this. Are you, are we going to hear these podcasts? Because I know you said on the Periscope that you still own enough about me. Are we going to hear Steve? Are we going to hear Moroso versus Blind Mike? Sure. Yeah, I guess so. So I have no idea how the pro, how this process is going to, work out going forward so i mean you know yeah i mean yeah i'd like to release them i don't think uh, i don't think enough about me is going to continue like with that name because it's, it's just yeah. to me that name just like it, it just as an intercommy yeah i ring to sure. it so i want i'm gonna want to do my own thing wherever it is i wind up whether i'm you know doing it independently whether i'm doing um a subscription service whether i'm uh working mm. for a company that is a, a large uh, sort of national company that is as a big footprint in social media, um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, honestly, I may go back to Intercom too because I really like what they're doing. So there's a chance <laughs> yeah. I may do that. I mean, I kind of, I kind of like the. I wouldn't mind like uh, maybe a big time golf show where I get to talk to DJ Singh. So I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of possibilities. Hey, did, let me clue you in on this. I'm not sure if you're aware, but Radio.com has already scrubbed enough about me. It's gone. If you search enough about me on their app, it's it's nowhere to be found. Well, I mean that's yep, that makes sense. That was part of the negotiation. I mean, yeah, they're, they're I own it. So I mean, I, I mean that that would I mean that good job by as always. I mean they just they they do a good job. I mean I really I can't say enough good things about Intercom. Like I said, I hope to continue the partnership. I mean, would I like to? I mean, you know, like would I like to work with Andy Hart? Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm a fucking human being. Of course I would. The guy, <laughs> the guy, the guy comes talent. I mean, you know, the guy is a fucking talent machine. I heard uh, one of their higher ups, a guy who's this president of sports. And he talked about the 35 sports stations, and it seems as though they have a strategy of hardcore, boring sports on a national level, and they want to replicate that everywhere. So if I understand that, I understand why Andy Hart is there. I don't think it's a very good strategy. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, look, I don't, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. The truth is, at this point, and I don't want to get, like, EI has got an identity crisis, you know, a mile wide. Like, they have to figure out what they are. Like, if, mm-hmm. to me, to some point, if they want to say, hey, there is a core, it's a smaller base, we mock it all the time, but if there's a smaller base of people who just want to talk about sports and root for their teams, and they get a smaller rating, but they keep their advertisers happy and they keep the Red Sox happy, the truth is they should probably do that. I mean, because what they're doing right now is this weird hybrid, when I listen, they're trying to mock, like, sort of what I used to do, but, they, they, but then they talk about sports for a while, like... Make up your mind. I mean, they're—I mean—they're a mess. They're a fucking disaster. The program director is inept. Uh, the on-air talent is limited. I mean, the ratings are what they are. I feel like um, me leaving and their ratings going down seventy percent are somehow related. No, but um, I think it's coincidental. Know, it would I, no matter I, what. I, I mean, do I stay up now at night and like root for them to fail? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, do I do that. I do that. Kirk, when you were saying that... You have to say my name, Mike, when you ask the question. Everyone knows who you're talking to. Sir, is what I meant to say. Right. Uh, Thank you. Daddy. Did what you, podcast is this? Were you really like having an enlightened moment? Or did you just say, I, I don't want to talk about them anymore, and this is the best way to do it? 
No, I think, like, I, it's a little bit of both. So, I mean, I would get, you guys know how I am. I get so worked up about shit. And I read shit and I hear about stuff, but I see what they're doing and I think, I get angry. I get angry because there's people there that I like and I get angry there's people I don't like. And I can't help it. Like, and I see the comments on Twitter, like, get over it. You're, you're, what the fuck's wrong with you? It's easy for them to say, like, I don't care who you are. You care about your old job. And then when the circumstances are they are with, were with me, you just care. And, you know, I, it'll go less and less when I do this. It'll be less and less. But I'll always care because I always feel like, you know, I had a baby ripped away from me. And I do feel like we were really, and I know Rich Keefe said in your podcast that we won one book. I mean, you know, obviously he's a Hey, he said he didn't idiot. even think that was true. Yeah, I mean, you he's know. He's maybe again, one. I mean, he's getting, right. I mean, he's getting his ass kicked weekly by my friends at 98.5. I'm a 98.5 guy myself. Are you? Um, he's there? Scott's, yes, I am. Yep, I am. 98. Yep, I'm a Fred Toucher guy. I've always been friends with Fred. Richard Lieb is not actually a huge, giant fucking asshole. He's a wonderful guy. <laughs> uh, and I like what Felger and Maz talk about hockey. I always have. Um, but, you know, I am, I am uh, always going to have some issue and always think about EI a lot because I think I was about to say we're on the verge of really, in the mornings, finishing them, stepping on their fucking throats. Mm-hmm. I think we won six of eight books. Um, and you know, that's, that's, and look, I like mud a lot. Um, the rest of those guys are, you know, uh, exist, but I, I don't think that, uh, you know, I don't think that's going to happen for them. I just don't. So you mentioned on the Periscope that Zambrano made a comment to you about the activist is, is, was that said in jest or were you, was that, was that a legit comment that he made to you? It didn't feel like a joke to me. I felt like he was saying something that was actually probably not even true, uh, given that it's, I mean, I'll, you don't, you, you say the, Bob Murchison, um, sure. you know, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think if I had jumped in front of that train, Murchison wouldn't have stopped. He wouldn't have given the shit. He's not stopping now. And I think they even knew that in, in November, when I talked to these guys, I said, you're just giving this guy ammunition. Like the idea that like, Oh, Kirk's gone. Like it's going to be a victory for this guy. He's going to keep going. And I'm sure he's calling now wherever i go next kirk uh, i have a friend you know, who gonna... is a is a vice president at a partner company that intercom works with that sells network advertising murchison is calling them because they have an association with weei yeah i mean that doesn't i mean not, i mean you know the the lengths and and, and and width of what this guy did and i heard you guys i actually listened to your podcast this morning when i was running you did a good job i i i do give Featherston credit. The guy's got, you know, elephant balls. There's no question. Sure. And, uh, you know, obviously the, the idea that, I mean, just, there's no consistency in my actions before or after the idea that I ever say to, uh, Joey that, you know, Hey, you know, I'm not that in the, in the merch anymore. Let's move on from this guy is so, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, I can tell you guys exactly what happened if you want to know. I mean, sure, I'm happy sure. to tell you that. I mean, what happened was I brought in um, John Featherston. We had an interview for like a half an hour. And we we're going to talk to Mark Oram, but I think Mark got sick or something. I forget. Yeah, he had a heart attack. He had a heart attack. Yep. Uh, sure he did. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sure he had a heart attack. Uh, but um, so what happened was what we had was not dissimilar to what you guys had, but I felt like the Ashland town meeting stuff, like, it was convoluted, and I wanted one or two more people, and I was digging into people that he dealt with in his life. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do sort of a complete, I wanted Featherston to be one part of it. There was some real estate stuff. There was some other stuff with Murchison. I wanted to do kind of a big, big dig in, big uh, thing into him. And then, you know, the shit that happened with me over last summer, and then I took another leave, and then it was just gone. But I, it, it was never going to be like, hey, yeah, let's, let's move on from Bob Murchison, because it's, 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 he lingered. 
I don't know how much he does now because I don't talk to, to those guys much. But, I mean, he lingered over every single second, everything we thought about the last year or so on the radio, everything we did, every meeting after the show, every text we would have, every time Jerry and I would talk. And it, it was brutal. It was, it was absolutely brutal. Is it out do... of character for Bradford to ask Featherston to go get him instead of doing it himself? No, I would say it's in character for Rob. And I think, like, I just don't, you know... It, Look, I'm, I'm, Rob's, been, Rob's been my friend for 25 years. I mean, we're in a bad spot right now. But, like, I do think he probably meant it in, like, a fuck this guy way. Rob's not a fighter, and I have to work through that, too. I have to figure out. Some people just aren't fighters. Mm-hmm. But, like, I find it kind of insulting. Bob Murchin was not making phone calls about Rob's fucking stories about Alex Cora. I mean, I would say, you know, uh, those stories were not transphobic or homophobic. There was... I think some homosexual attraction in Rob's stories towards those guys, but I don't think I was it was. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think it's the kind of thing that would get Murchison brought up. So I almost find it offensive when, like, we're all in this together thing. Like, no, honestly, like it was me and Jerry, and and you know that was those were the only targets. I mean, you think he was calling about Dale Arnold or you know? I mean, come on. Did Jerry never call David Field, or he actually didn't call anyone behind the scenes? I know that I had a conversation with an intercom executive, uh, your buddy Tim Murphy there. Um, is What's the deal with Jerry? I know that you are in a falling out currently right now that you guys aren't speaking. Yeah, and, I, and as always, I'm sure a lot of it's my fault because I do get worked up. But I just, you know, like, here's the deal. So, you know, Jerry and I could have done a show somewhere else a year ago. I could have, last or last November, I made a mistake. Last November, I shouldn't have accepted the show. That part of it is on me because I trust the people I probably shouldn't have. Um, and I should have known that they didn't really trust me. Uh, Jerry and I could have done what I did today, together, done a video, and I would both be doing some show somewhere else right now. In a way, I'm glad we didn't. But Jerry would never do that. Jerry's way of doing it is different than the way I do it. Um, and, you know, I would have quit or I would have not gone in the air. I would have taken days off. I would have jumped up and down, ranted and raved. I think there's enough history to prove that. Um, and that's not Jerry's way. And, you know, Jerry, I think, is, is, is it's a generational thing. And he's not, I don't think he's that upset right now doing the show he's doing. He's kind of the lead dog on the show. It's not as good. The ratings aren't as high. But he's not to deal with me anymore. It's, it was, the thing is, like, it's not just nice to see some people tweet and say, hey, you guys work together. What do you expect? It was more than that. We were basically best friends. We talked every day. We went through a hell of a lot together. I would have done more than he did, and that that still bothers me. If you end up going to a place like Barstool, what do you think your role would be? Would it be a daily radio show on Sirius, a podcast, or do you have have you even thought that far ahead yet? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. I'm open to doing anything. I'm really open. I mean, like I said, a couple of people have reached out already. Uh, one did about a half hour before I could talk to you guys and made a really interesting offer. Uh, I'm not going to do any traditional radio. That's not going to happen. I can tell you right now. I mean, I may do a hit here, here or there, but I'm not going to do any of that. Um, I don't know. I, I have no idea what my role would be. I mean, I love those guys, you know, and I would love to work with them. That would be great. I mean, you know, um, but I, yeah, I don't know, Mike. I think, you know, pro- I would guess probably some sort of podcast to, you know, like almost like a show on a podcast type form sort of thing. But uh, I don't know yet. What about TV? No, nah, I have no interest in that. I mean, I, no interest. I, I mean, I kind of want to do what I want to do now and. It's interesting. It's going to be great to be able to, you know, like I said today, I think in the, in the Periscope thing, you know, like it's nice just to be able to say like, you know, Shirley Long is, is a terrible human being, like a fucking terrible human being. Uh, what I want to, as opposed to like sitting there saying it, waiting for people to it and listen to it and then say, okay, you're good to go. You're good to release that now. Like that, I, to be under that, 
those shackles for a while were, was driving me crazy. So it's good to just not to have to worry about that. Is something wrong with me that I find Shirley somewhat attractive? I have this Asian <laughs> thing going on. God, what the hell is Yeah, wrong? I don't know. That's, 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 that. listen, I mean, look, I like Ashley Graham, right? I like Rachel Dolezal. Everybody's attracted. Everyone's got their, everyone's got their picadillos, their fetishes. Uh, I'm into AOC. There's something about her. Hey, so I think she's attractive. She's that attractive. video where she's dancing around on the rooftop is Actually, goddamn like sexy. She's 14 there. Excellent. That Even better. Jesus Christ. Steve from Providence? Might be an issue, but no, she's... She's, she's a handsome woman for sure. There's a guy who has been stalking you and us for some time who has a lot of ideas about your career. His name is Dave. Do you, would you have any interest in reconciling at this point? Never say never. Um, I would need like 48 hours to think about it. I'm just picking that number <laughs> randomly. Because um, he seems really you know, sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, like Colony is a, a hustler, right? And so... All the things that he did, I'm trying to think if I can, I'm trying to think legally if I could tell this whole story now. I would love to. Yeah, just do it. Ah, uh, yeah, why not? I mean, it's a good point. I mean, this fucking, what's the point? So, so, and I'd be curious to hear Cullinane's reaction to it. So I, I had, uh, so it was, it was the Dershowitz podcast. So we had the, um, we had the, uh, the Dershowitz podcast a couple of months ago, I forget whenever it was, a month ago, a month and a half ago. So Conan got the job, and we talked about guests I wanted to have, and obviously he knew about my thing with Dershowitz. I had written a column about Dershowitz. I, my first column for Radio.com was about Dershowitz, and Jeffrey Epstein got spiked. So I was like, I'm never writing a fucking column again for you people. Like, fuck you. But I wanted to have Dershowitz on. And uh, so Conan got hired on a Wednesday, I think. And on that Thursday... Uh, He's in the office, and, he, and, uh, and we have a meeting with Carlson Mosdes, who's great. I love Carlson. And uh, we have the lunch, and uh, I'm going to get lunch, and I'm having lunch at Subway. Colin texts me and says, do you want to have Alan Dershowitz on? I'm like, great, fantastic, let's do it. So, uh, so, uh, so he's like, it needs, to be on, it needs to be at noon. It was like 11.50. I'm, so I said, no problem. So I drove, got there, uh, walked in. I said to Colin, he knows what I want to talk about, right? He said, yeah. He said he wants to talk about you know, about Epstein. So I interviewed him about Epstein. The interview ends, and, and Dershowitz is like, Kirk, can I talk to you for a second? I said, sure. He said, i got to let you know. He's like, that's the most unprofessional interview I've had in 50 years of doing media. He's like, I didn't know I was going to talk about Epstein. So I'm like, oh, fuck, right? Um, Semi-riveting semi story, guys. A little like, oh, wow, or whatever, as I tell the story. What, are we supposed to ooh and ah? Oh, yes. No, no, again, that's a 10 out of 10, like a 3 out of 10. We better, idiot. <laughs> so, uh, oh, so, so that, so, so I look at, so podcast, lady right after she's calling in as is happening. So I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know, it's one thing to tell some idiot that you're, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you, you, but Colony essentially had Alan Dershowitz, who's, you know, fairly litigious on mm. under false pretenses. A little bit. So I'm thinking, holy shit. Mm -hmm. So I have Jan Broberg on for an hour. She's yapping away about her old thing. Da, 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 aliens. You know, my dad slept with the guy who kidnapped me. That, you know, the usual no, story. So I'm looking out, I'm looking out and Carlson's running around and, and Colonnade's running around. So the interview ends with Broberg and Colonnade comes in with this hangdog look on his face. He's like, yeah. He's like, I, I, think, I, I think I fucked up. So he, oh, he, he, told, he told Dershowitz, he never told Dershowitz about the Epstein thing. Um, and then he used, I think, a Boston.com email address to get Dershowitz on. So Dershowitz thought he was doing an interview with Boston.com. I called Dershowitz after. I got his number, and Dershowitz was like, he's like, it's weird. He's like, I thought I was doing an interview with The Globe or Boston.com, and you started talking about, like, 
use the word fucking and use the word <laughs> like uh, shit. And I'm like, oh, God. So it went all the way up, like pretty high up. And I think they were, Dershowitz was considering doing, you know, uh, legal stuff. And, I mean, you just can't. That's kind of one-on-one. you got to tell people what they're coming on for, particularly Alan Dershowitz. It so sounds I think like it made you put people, the company in jeopardy. It made people higher up skittish. It made me skittish. Yeah. So, I mean, we just kind of said to Dave, like, we just can't, you know, nothing. That, good luck with everything, but we, we can't yeah. go that. You know, we just can't go that way. And you should get Dave on to get his side of the story because he may have a totally different side of the story. But it was, yeah. um, I think one of hmm? the things that he might say is that it's almost akin to having a parody account trick a guest into coming on the show. Uh, yeah, I would say... I would say asking Mike Lombardi under <laughs> false pretenses about uh, the 4-3 defense is different than asking Alan Dershowitz under false pretenses about raping <laughs> underage girls. I mean, look, I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I think when you're talking about the legal world, I think, again, Sporty R. McKenzie, who I don't know, I, again, you're suggesting that he's me, which he's not. I've never met him. Correct. Asking Mike Lombardi questions is, is, I think any reasonable person would say that's uh that's a different way to do it. Well, we've got legal genius and gridiron genius. They're basically the same person. Gridiron genius is excellent. I mean, gridiron genius has kind of replaced Brandy Love for me and the crunching <laughs> apple lady. It puts me to sleep and gets me off. RIP for her. I'm not ready to talk about that. That's the worst death in my life in the last five years. Worst <laughs> death? Yeah. It is. <laughs> so it sounds like you got What else you guys got? You. Now, uh, now that you're gone, do you think terrestrial radio is dead? Like, is there room for a guy like you to succeed in that? No. Nope. Nope. I don't think so. I think, you know, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I, I, I just think when you get into like, you know, like, like how would, who, who, where, who is that person now? Where would they go? Like, I don't, why would you want to go there? Like, you know, if I had this option five, six years ago I, and I knew it existed, I would have taken it. Like what's, you know, you guys, you know, your podcast is better than anything that's on regular radio right now. And it's, you know, let's face it, it's a mediocre podcast, but it's still better than anything else. <laughs> Correct. I'm running right? this through I mean, a MacBook Air, a USB mic, and Google Voice. Okay, talking tech with DEC. Jesus. I'm just putting the, putting the thing yeah, out there yeah, that we're running on nothing. Are you not willing DEC. to allow DEC to come to your house and set up the equipment so you can podcast from home? I heard, I, I heard that part. I think I would... Honestly, you'd rather have Jared from Subway come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I'm just and, trying to know, help. Maybe your thoughts? Harry. Then, uh, did you, then, did you go to Mark that. Moroso's watch party for the Game of Thrones finale? I did. It was good. Yeah, we had a good time. The whole Moroso family was there. It was excellent. Just a massive like group of huge foreheads and teeth jutting out, drool and vomit. It was and excellent. a lot of people speaking the, Albanian. I, I think I think Moroso is in the, going to be in a very weird emotional place at this point. I'm I'm a little concerned. <laughs> no, I've, I've called the police he, in his he, neighborhood he, to do a to do a wellness check on him. When me and Mark left the uh, studio that day, did you check any train schedules? <laughs> During it, I did. I think I checked on my phone. <laughs> During the time, Moroso texted me tonight. He was like, he did like the, you know, I got all these texts. He did like, hey, congrats, bud. If you need a producer in the future, let me know. Like, I purposely didn't answer him because I knew it was like, fuck him up. <laughs> did, he, did he call you, bud? Because that came up on the podcast he called, where he was too, he called too uh, friendly with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I'll ask, like, I think, you know, I'm going to have freedom. Like, I, I would definitely consider bringing Colin name back. Because um, mm -hmm. honestly, like, I just want to go back to that for a second. Like, what? he did in a way is what I like about him is that he was aggressive and he was, you know, that the aggression is good, but you have to be smarter. Like, 
you got to pick your spots. I think Colinane sometimes. I think he's smart. I think he's he's not as smart as he thinks he is, which is you know a comic trainer producer, I guess. Yeah, I think he, he maybe he might not have even known about Dershowitz. I mean, he no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> he's not that stupid. No, 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 no. no you don't think no. he's that although, dumb? You don't buy uh, that excuse? Although, although when he came in, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I told Dershowitz you were going to talk about the uh, the uh, what did he say? The the Mueller report. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, he kept saying. So that. that's why you had to ask report. that question. Yeah, so, well, the second time that was the second time. So Dershowitz was great. I called Dershowitz, and Dershowitz was like, "I'll talk about it all day." He's like, "I just need to know." It was very legal. He's like, "I just need to know what you're going to talk to me about." Because you heard the podcast, he was all in. He didn't care. That was mm-hmm. so, that's like, freaking insane. Was, that which, there was which, no which, reason which, for Colinane to do what he did. He was going to talk anyways. Well, that was my point. I was like, he's, and he's on the record in the past. But Colinane was trying to do the right thing, and I think did the wrong thing. Trying to do the right thing, but look, I forgive. I mean, I, I have, I'm a, I have a big heart. I'm, 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 I'm open to anybody. I mean, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. So, yeah. well, we'll let see. me ask you this: you never know. Four ninety nine a month versus barstool sports. What's your preference, hypothetically? Oh, I, I would say, like to that, I think. Um, I mean, I need to know the money on both on on the other side too. But I think the, the so if you have to run a subscription subscription site, kind of have to be the boss of people and hire people and worry about how shit's working and. I don't know. Like, I feel like the freedom is almost equal at both places. You know, like, mm-hmm. like Barstool or anywhere else at this point, the people I just talked to are going to say, hey, you can't say this, you can't say that. Like, I mean, a subscription service in 2019 is intriguing, but also tricky. I mean, how many, I, I, I would ask you guys, like, off the bat, how many people do you think would definitely sign up tomorrow if I said, I'm starting three ninety nine a month? For us, a thousand tomorrow? I'm just saying, like, I'm saying, what would it, what would it be like in a month? I mean, would it be 10,000? I mean, Greg Bedard's side has 10,000 people. I, I can't get as many as him. Oh, yeah, yeah easily. You could. Because you're doing he content He has 10,000 people? That seems high. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, that's, that's four. So that, it's, four, it's 40,000 a month, but then you got to pay. I mean, I mean, you're looking at, at that point, 15,000, 20,000 a month after you do everything. I mean, I can't live on 20,000 a month. That's ridiculous. Well, who can? You know I mean, what you should do is just. I don't uh, even know. People don't, char- people don't live on that, do they? No. Charge uh, nine ninety nine a month and then only do free radio in the afternoons. What? It's a good business model. That's the Mike Francesa you, model. Oh, oh, I got you. That's a good. I, I'm sorry. Yes, you got me. You went over my head. That's true. <laughs> What's the other thing? So, there, so that's a good example of something that would drive me bananas. And like literally, like I would be like, these guys are not letting me do stuff. And then I would see Fan House or Fun House. Sorry, Fun House. Fun House. Now I sound like Francesa. Would um would would tweet out these things to Francesca. I'm like, this fucking guy is working for this company. He's getting paid. He's on the air. And, and then he the, didn't I, have I'd a contract. Like, yeah. And, and like, yeah. And you saw Intercom was willing to bring back Craig Greg Carton. And the uh, I'm like, this is like, what what the, what have I really like? What have I done? Like, what have I really done? Like, I don't, you know, I pissed off, you know, Sam Kennedy. Like, you know, that's uh, that's he shits on the Mets so. on a daily basis, and that's okay. But he's not personal. I mean, look, I, I went super personal. And I get that, and I hate, I hate all those people involved with the Red Sox. And that's not going to like the idea to now be like, you know, I don't hate Sam Kennedy. I hate Sam Kennedy. You know, I hate his guts. What about uh, John Dennis? Still opinions on him? I don't hate John. I don't hate him. I'm disappointed. I'm not. Dis- I'm not even disappointed in him. He did stuff that I thought he would do. He's a lonely guy. You know, like he's. And I actually sort of now in a weird warped way. Like, I kind of wish that I just, Jerry and I had sat down with him one day and just at least been honest and said, we just don't want to work with you anymore. It's too old. You sound like you're from a different century. But we just, you know, we were so mad at each other. We never got to do that. But, I mean, he's, he's what he is, you know. And, like, I listen to Jerry now, and Jerry's not just as old to me as Dino did 
five years ago. Like, and Dale sounds that old, and Glenn sounds that old. I mean, the station sounds like it's 1996. You don't think they're using you know? it up with uh, Gay Talk with Alex Reamer? You don't think that's working? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I, again, I, I mean, I know it's enough when I listen. It sounds like, like I said before, let's make fun of Reamer for that. Let's make fun of a liberal. Let's make fun of Muck because he's stupid. And I'm like, I'm like, I feel like we've been there before. I don't, I, you know, I. I they got to try and figure something else out. And I, I haven't listened enough to Jermaine Wiggins to come to any conclusion at all. I mean, obviously, you know, what he is, but I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they got a long way to go. Uh, we actually bumped Wiggy for you tonight. He was supposed to tape with us. Oh, was it really? Yeah. We bumped him for you. Oh, good you, for him. Oh, we kept him. it. We kept it super secret because every time we've intimated that we had a WEEI guest, Joey's jumped in and banned him. And that's yeah, a fact. Well, I mean, that's, I mean I, I, I'm sure. I mean, I, you know, you give somebody an inch of power, but again, he's going to be out of the job in six months. Um, oh, I hope so. And that's fine. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, whatever. I, you know, I don't, uh, but I mean, he has no, I mean, this is the peak of his professional life. I mean, he's, he's shallow, he's stupid, he's a liar, he's evil, he has no radio instincts. How many sexually transmitted diseases do you think he has? Herpes, I say definitely. Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it's a good question. I think you know, I think he has them all. Um, <clears throat> but luckily, you know, like radio instinct is safe from STDs because you know clearly he hasn't fucked that. <laughs> but he. Uh, I got go a ahead. question off the top of my head. That that big fat guy when you did the fire Felger bit, who came and stuck his finger in your ass. Oh, yeah, <laughs> who was that? It's either Carlson or McKenzie, but I don't know which one. All right. Is there any right. irony there that that guy is now beating WEEI? <laughs> is, he really? who, is he the really? The guy uh, who tried to pork you. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> me too. I, me too. I, yeah. Yes. I, yeah, I don't know. I think they. You know. <clears throat> I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm appreciative that people left, and I'd like to think some of it's because of me, but I also think some of it's also sort of symbolic that yeah. It's I left, but it's also the idea that they let me leave. And, I, and as a listener, I know, like, you, you know, like Stern meant the world to me. Um, and I think we had that kind of thing going for a, a year or so. We had that kind of audience loyalty. You guys prove it. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, I know how I would feel 20 years ago or 15 years ago if they had done that to a show I loved. That would have been like, fuck these guys. Like, I'm out of here. I am not coming back. Like, no, all due respect to Jerry and Mutt and Chris and Ken, but like, you know, you can't do that. You cannot do that to a show and expect people to stick around it just doesn't it doesn't work how do you feel about curtis and uh ken now any animosity um i haven't i haven't talked to ken in forever um i don't you know i, I don't uh, ken is a is a conservative guy like he did he looked at it you know as it turns out i guess he sort of made the right move um and you know <clears throat> I, I like i was mad at curtis about that he sort of i i should like you know whatever he dicked around with moroso but that's when I get mad, though. I'm like, I'm fighting here on my own, man. I'm in this little studio. I'm trying to get a guest on. You know, I, I, you can say what you want, but, like, I, this contract that Curtis has, it's because of me. Like, you know, you're not, you're not, no producers are getting these deals without me. Like, you know, they, 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 they use me as leverage, and good for him. Give the guy the phone number. Shit like that pisses me off. But I'm over it. It's fine. Um, and those guys, you know, their hell is their show every day. I mean, that's, they, they you know, that's, that's. Getting up and knowing that we're going to do a show today with Andy Hart or Ben Volan or, you know, uh, Mark James. I mean, you know, when they were doing 15s two years ago, a year and a half ago, that's, that's their punishment. Reber told me you guys are friends and text every week. Is that true? I found that surprising. Uh, I haven't talked to Reamer. I talked to Reamer a week or two ago. I hadn't talked to him in a few months. I went on a total WEI detox for a few months. 
But I, look, I, I, like I think Reamer has, like, you know, I think Reamer with those guys is the best show that they still have. My, yeah, personally, I, I know he gets too. a lot of shit from people, but like that's good. Like I don't, you know, I don't, you know, this idea that people have to be liked. I don't. I've never understood that. That's always eluded me. Yeah, he tries to be different. He's obnoxious, yeah, but yeah. obnoxious is good. That's good though. Hey, Kirk. I agree. Could you I could agree. you finally give us one LA story? Ooh, um, sure. Uh, I kind of I kind of want to do an LA podcast with my LA buddies, and that's so oh, I keep, come on. And I keep teasing it. I know you've been teasing um, it for two years. I know. Uh, well, they're hard to get around. I mean, these guys are. You know, I'm trying to think of the best LA story. So we were at a <laughs> we were at a. Uh, 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 a bar. You and De Niro. In, I don't think, do you guys ever see the movie Magnolia or no? Yeah, I haven't. Did I you actually it know? starts with uh, no. respect the cock. That's all I know about it. <laughs> That's the Tom Cruise one. Yeah, there's this dive bar in it where um, William H Macy shoots his uh, shoots his shoots his scenes from, and we were there. We were all pretty hammered. Um, and Malcolm Jamal Warner was there, who played uh, uh, Theo on yeah. the Cosby Show. And he was kind of with this girl, who, um, <laughs> who was who was flirting with him. She was nice, and we, I tried. To, I was drunk, and I was talking to him. When I would get drunk back then, I would just be like loud and obnoxious and kind of you know stupid, like but not like evil, but just dumb. And I was by my it was by my house, and um, <clears throat> I had two roommates at the time, and one of the roommates was like the worst dresser you've ever seen in your life. So I rushed over. I was giving Malcolm Jamal Warner shit. And he kind of was like ignoring me. So I rushed back to the house, got a sweater. There was the closest approximation to a Cosby sweater. I'm hammered, by the way. Drove back to the house, drove back, and went in there and started talking like Bill Cosby. Like, oh my God. <laughs> while he's while he's with that. Person. Would you care to do that impression? <laughs> I would not. Oh, that's a good test. That's an early test. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it was the it was the putting pops and all that. This is pre... This is what caused he was America's dad, not America's, you know, most most famous rapist. So you didn't mess around and with he, the drink at all or anything like that? No, no, that's a good... No, I did not. But, like, <laughs> I, in retrospect, was like, boy, not good you all Warner was a real dick. Like, he could have... Like, I would have been like, oh, that's creative. Like, that's kind of funny. I really put a lot of work into it. But he was a total dick. Like, he turned my back. Even the girl was an asshole. And then I tried to talk to him again, and I left. Do you think it might have something to do with the fact that you were extremely drunk? Yes, I think that was the, the, the lead part of it, absolutely. Of course. Anything else, guys? I got time for one or two. Fire away. Anything you want. Uh, if, you, uh, if you go to Barstool, you want to uh, take anyone with you? If I go to Barstool, do I want to take anyone? Uh, sure. Yeah, why, Mike are, you, Mike, are you interested in the job with me? I, uh, not really. But I mean, like, if you need. Oh, me. don't listen, don't, yeah. Kirk. Don't listen. The, our last podcast, we just did trash talk, and he's he's <laughs> looking up loft apartments in New York. He's like, he's like, do I want the loft? Do I want the studio? The one bedroom? <laughs> Believe me. Well, I would never. I, I would say this, I'm not moving. That's the one thing I would say. I'm not yeah. going. I'm not going to New York. That's for sure. Everybody <laughs> says that I can't disagree with you, and I'm going to let you know right now. Queen is a far better band than Bruce Springsteen oh, could ever. B. That's the last. That's the last question, MHP. That's what he's going to ask. I, this is this is this is a shame. This I'm, is, I'm, <laughs> I just I'm so sorry, Kirk, that I brought that I brought this on you. I, I really don't know what to say. Yeah, I'm sorry that Bruce Springsteen never sat down and wrote Radio Gaga, but he's managed to have an effective career. But I, I don't. I've always said this, like even back when uh, that idiot fucking Mike Salk was on the station, who loved Rush. Like, I never get into, like, if you like Queen better than I like Bruce Springsteen, go with God. If you like, you know, uh, 
freaking uh, whoever, Justin Bieber more than, I, I, can't, I can't get like a better band. What does that mean? Like, I don't even know what that means. People keep asking about the Marty Walsh investigation. Uh, are you going to continue that? And is there any update on that? Or are you going to continue to do it with me, MHP? <laughs> ah, finally. Well, sure. Let's say, let's say yes. <laughs> Would you like to update people? Uh, you didn't expect that one, did you? I did um, not. God damn you. Uh, yes, yes, we will. Well, if you'd like to, we can. I oh, mean, absolutely. I, can, I, can, I just, can I just make one? We have a third guy who doesn't want to be named who's awesome. He's been a big help. Mm-hmm. We've got to get him to stop going. Like, out. We don't need like, his thoughts on the world, though. Like, let's, just stay, let's just stick. You know, you know Mike Campbell is uh, DEC? No. He's the guitarist for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And he said, the heart, he said the Heartbreakers used to have a saying, uh, don't bore us, get to the chorus. That's kind of where I'm at with, uh, with, um, with, with our pal. Yeah. Oh, by the way, like, he, it's funny. You know, you know what I have his name on, on my phone as? Marty Walsh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he'll text me this crazy shit. It's, once in a while, I'll be like, oh, my God, why is Marty Walsh texting me? And I'll see it. Yeah, I, I think I, the eleven the eleven p.m. texts are a little much, and the and the double and triple texts are a lot. Um, yeah, I, I'll, 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 I'll tell him to cool it a little. Bit. On something, but like I don't need to like, geez, can you believe that the Globe is writing this story? But like, let's, come on, let's, let's let's focus on the. Uh, but I, but I like him; he's awesome. You and I both know, uh, and we can't. Get, and I, people bother me about it all the time. Like you know, we do this in real time. Like in the old, yeah. if you do it by a newspaper, you're not telling anyone you're doing it. I told people I'm doing it, doing the video. I think you and I both know that there's a lot of uh, fat to be chewed here. Yeah, there's there's a lot of layers to it, and there's a lot of stuff to sift through. So it's just a matter of time. But the thing I wanted to say about the the third guy, the unnamed guy, is that he's you know he's he's somebody that has actually had some blowback from it, and that's why he wants to remain unnamed. So there's a whole lot to it that we'll oh, get absolutely. to. It's a really fucking yeah. crazy. So story. have you, and and you know, and so have I. By the way, I mean, listen, I, I heard you guys telling the story today about how you called Tim, uh, Tim Murphy and, and DEC was like, I can't believe you did that. It took balls. And it did. But, uh, I, you know, uh, MHB knows one story from me recently where I went into uh, an office and basically was escorted out of the office by, by this guy uh, during the Marty Walsh stuff. Where, was it know, escorted or chased? There. I can't remember. <laughs> chased. It was sort of, it was sort of chased. And, you know, I mean, there's been, how many times do you think uh, in the last, between the two of us in the last three months, We've called and had people hang up on us or no comment us. Or, I think we're up to a dozen or, at this know, point, maybe more. Got to be at least. Got to be more. Got to be more. So that that will that will uh, that will continue. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll continue in the next platform, in, but maybe I'll find a different place to do it. But that's not going to stop. Uh, there are other investigations going on as well. I'll continue. I'll continue my much you know, a lot of my charity work. Uh, I'll continue working on my album, my memoirs. Mm-hmm. I think, and I'll continue my uh, my chess. And I'm looking forward to sitting down with um, my book of interviews because I talked to. I talked to Amy Schumer and Gwyneth Paltrow and Lady Gaga, and they're just really interesting people. And they're and nobody understands what they're really about. They're really good people. You know, it takes about two years to do about twenty pages of an introduction. So I'd start now, and we can roll that for like twenty twenty one. Kirk comes again. The book, the book makes you want to vomit. It would be like <laughs> I don't even know how to. I, I don't even know where to start my anger. That was a good interview too with uh, Monique. Oh, I love Monique. She's great. Yeah, she was great. A little long. No, she was good. She was good. She was good. You guys, you guys do an excellent job. And like I said, I'll just wrap wrap it up by thanking uh, you two, uh, Mike as well, um, all the all the you know Sporty R McKenzie account, Bailey, all all the you know all the accounts. You guys have been unbelievable. Nobody gets this kind of loyalty, and, and I think I do deserve that loyalty. But at the same time, you guys are stuck and in, 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 in have helped me out, and I, I I can't appreciate enough. And I think you guys are going to really enjoy. Uh, what I do next uh, at radio.com. I'm looking forward to going back there. That's my big <laughs> official. I just, I just, uh, 
And there are people there I like. Uh, uh, Carl Samosis I like a lot. Jeff Sotolana, I know you make fun of him. He's actually a great guy whose hands were tied. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it, really, actually, there, now I think about it. Thanks, Kirk. We really yeah, thanks for giving us some time. All right, Kirk. boys. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you All soon. Right, thanks, Bye. All right. Well, <sighs> uh, I would say about 15 minutes ago, I came in my pants. Just let me know. <laughs> All right, so that was, that was Kirk. We had him booked for show 100, but we had him for, what are we at, 23? Show 24. 24. 24, which is only appropriate because we were on, uh, today was um, the 24th day on the countdown, so it actually <laughs> yeah. makes sense. Um, and, you know, it took Kirk six days to destroy Radio.com, took God six days to create the world, and I don't think there's a coincidence there. Uh, and so, I just have to say that, I, I, guys, did you guys sense the chemistry between Kirk and I towards the end? The, the last five minutes, it was the Kirk and MHB show. Yeah, I, th- I I totally agree with that. You clearly have a problem with Crank, and he was an alcoholic. There's a lot to be in common with. <laughs> oh, man. What are you guys' thoughts? Blind Mike, what's your reaction? Uh, honestly, I thought that was fun. We got a couple good laughs out of him. I think it was pretty clear uh, the, the professional respect he has for me and that he's uh, clamoring to bring me along wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. I think he made that pretty obvious. Uh, but no, it was good. It was good to hear him talk uh, free and easy again. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to worry about anything he says. And uh, it was cool to hear him, like him telling the Cullinane story. Kind of tells you he's not really going to give a fuck anymore. He's not going to let people tell him. Oh, you shouldn't say that. You can't say that. He's back. Yeah, I, and I tried my best to have Cullinane's back, but uh, <laughs> clearly Kirk was not having it. <laughs> well, there was nothing to have Cullinane's back on. Even it was, he was kind of just telling. The honest accounting would happen. Would happen. I think maybe Cullinane thought like, "Hey, that should be my first strike, not immediate firing." But it's like when you fuck up that bad, I get, I get why that type of shit happens, and I think that was kind of Kirk's perspective. Yeah, on. but the upside is, I think he has the door open for Dave to come back potentially. Yes, he's proven his loyalty, and I think uh, it really underscores when Kirk hates you for life. It's three weeks. Yeah, but he seemed to really double down on the whole Steve from Providence being influential, and that completely boggles my mind. I I am stunned that Steve, who has been trolling him for weeks, got him to make this decision. It's stunning to me. Well, I always said Steve is a brilliant man, and uh, we you we never said that. True genius, deranged, not realized, sexual, far too late. sexual maniac. I gotta say, there was like it was almost like being uh, like starstruck on, on that podcast. I gotta say, I feel like people might get on us and give us shit for uh, oh, being certainly. a little timid and quiet there. I mean, hey guys, let, let's see you interview the best radio talent in, in this country, and let's see how well you do. Okay, before I get the fucking hate on Twitter, I think that again, if there's one person that had chemistry in this interview, it was it was myself and, and Kirk. Um, even though Mike wants to follow him along to uh, New York. <laughs> even though he's not going to New York. I'll stay here. So let me give you some behind the scenes of how we booked this. I reached out out to him. Do you want to do this? He got back and said, sure, when? And I I gave him a time. He goes, now sooner rather than later. It literally was like a three-minute lead time. Then the phone didn't work. Then we had to call him back. It's about that quick. So it's like drop everything, take this call, don't prep, have an interview. Masterful work, boys. All right. Well, that was fun. Holy shit. I don't even know what else to say. Well, I can say this. Many thanks to Kirk for coming on the show. That was that was a that was a lot of fun. And what a day in the in the Kirk Menahan universe. Uh, and happy uh, Mindependence Day 
uh, to all the listeners. For the first time ever, our two podcasts are up against each other, and I want to encourage everybody to completely ignore Mike's podcast when you're listening. Only listen to ours. All the support I give this show. I, I tweet out this morning, what, not only what a great podcast you did yesterday, but what a great job DEC did. And this it's so, so constantly shitting on me. I, 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 and, I don't understand. All I do have, is love you. If you, have band, if you have bandwidth, On Tap is a really great podcast. <laughs> See, now that hurts. <laughs> How am I below that now? <laughs> you think he's, he's going to be part of the network of our shows? What about an open uh, road? You know, well, <laughs> I understand Garrison is. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing an open road. MHB, did you get the video that I, the good morning video I sent you? I was disappointed you didn't respond. I, There's more Garrison to, to go around, <laughs> folks. <laughs> I did. I did. And uh, I had already seen it, which is probably why I didn't respond. I, oh, okay. my, my apologize for that. But let's just say um, it lives on in my nightmares. Good morning to you. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. What, what an insane There's something. Person. There's a sound clip for DEC that now beats. Uh, hey, my friends. Good morning. <laughs> good morning to you. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we've got to get to it. We've got to record with Wiggy. Any final thoughts from you guys? This was this was a fucking awesome podcast. It's a great day. I think people are going to say uh, that all three of us sucked his dick too much, but it's like, hey, it was a post. Yeah, Jesus, this is the Minifan show. The guy just the guy just had a crazy victory. Like, what, like, what you, more do you want? From and us? you know what's funny is that we're going to get shit for talking over Kirk too. Like little, you know. So let's. You can't win either way with these people. So fuck you if you didn't like this interview. Fuck off. This was fun. We got to interview our radio idol. So you yeah, know, the whole show fuck is designed on, on supporting him. Exactly. Yes. So I the, think the the fucking Minifan show. Okay, let's let's not be like crazy with this. Yeah. Why are you sucking his ass? It's not like your show is about Kirk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so we got to get to it. Um, but thank you guys for listening, and uh, see you soon. Bye, Dinks.